Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We're going to make it. Unsportsmanlike. We're going to make it. ESPN Radio. We're going to make it. We are the just gonna make it? Oh, I thought we were doing like that. Each one of us say a word. No, thing. we weren't Corey. Oh, we, we missed we the memo court. on that okay. one. Yeah, why are we doing we that? Get that? All right, back to uh, reality. Oh, there goes Rabbit. Take uh, something cool and make it uncool. Don't worry, I can do it every he's day. He's gonna evify it every single time. <laughs> every time <laughs> we're gonna evify things every here. Every time on Sportsmanlike. <laughs> I like that. Evify. Um, <laughs> we are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, ESPN app. What's wrong? Your computer not working? No. Oh, you computer. threw your hands up in the air. I thought you got internet went out or something. No, I'm you good? good. I'm solid. Good? I'm solid. Okay. I'm All right. Good. Just making We're sure. We're Gucci. I'm good. We're good. There you go. Well, I got to do that. All right. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, we know, is done for the season. We know that Zach – by the way, that audio makes it seem like I love Zach Wilson. It does. Zach Wilson's my – my point in saying that is, if I, like they left off the beginning part of, if I'm the Jets, Zach Wilson's my guy. I don't want Zach Wilson to be my guy, but if I'm the Jets, Zach Wilson's my guy. It's interesting that you frame it that way, though, because everybody looks at last season and says, that's the reason why Zach Wilson can't give you competent quarterback play this year and get this team in the playoff mix. But Zach Wilson had a better QBR than your quarterback, Mac Jones. He had a better winning percentage than your quarterback, Mac Jones. So well, I wouldn't want last year's version of Matt Jones, but, to be fair. I, I, but that's what I'm saying. But we all look at Matt Jones differently based on what he did against the Philadelphia Eagles defense in week one. Now that he's got Bill O'Brien, we believe that Matt Jones can get back to what we saw in his rookie year. And I just don't feel like they're giving Zach Wilson that same benefit of the doubt that he's going to have the opportunity to improve going into year three. I mean, he's, just, he's still a really young quarterback. It's a guy that's played in 23 NFL regular season games. There's got to be room to growth, and the, and, and the best way for a player to get better is by actually playing football. Now he has an opportunity to resurrect his career as a starter in this league with, I'm sorry, one of the best supporting casts in the way of a defense and skill position players that the NFL has to offer. Why do we not think that Zach Wilson, under the tutelage of – of Aaron Rodgers, if he chooses to stay around the team while he's rehabbing, why do we think that he's not capable of developing into a guy that can give you competent quarterback play? I think the Jets were hoping he could develop into that guy, but they gave him a couple years to do it. I didn't think that they thought they were going to have to test this theory in week one. Life comes at you fast in the it NFL, really does. doesn't it? Not for long, right? Yeah, exactly. By the way, there was a tiny little slip in. I don't know if everybody caught this from one CC about the Patriots and Mac Jones. See, what, what he's not doing, and I'm going to out something, this guy over here to my left actually thinks the Pats could be really good this year but he do. doesn't want to say it out loud <laughs> I, I do he doesn't do. want to say do. it out loud so, do. so we'll not we will not bring this up that cc thinks this could be a big overachieving year for the pats and that maybe he changes his stance on belichick but we're not going to bring it up we will not don't but, but worry i don't understand it why won't be on I, the but, air but i don't understand why you're surprised by that given that i played to be the other way well i played on the defensive side of the ball and so you know i believe defense wins championships so that that has to be the identity of the patriots if they're going to do anything. But based on what happened with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, 
How could the Patriots not look at this as an opportunity 100%. to ascend in the division ranks and potentially be in the playoff mix? You're right. I mean, if they're not, then that's an indictment on Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, even more so than what we thought it could be coming into this season. You know, it's amazing. I got a tweet yesterday at Evco Radio. Uh, Mike Flanny sent it to me. I give him credit. It's from Boston Sports Info that the last 10 regular season games, Mac Jones' numbers are actually better than Josh Allen's. Wow. Small sample size. Nobody is saying that Mac Jones is better than Josh Allen. Not even me as a Pats fan. We're, yeah. we're not saying that. But it is interesting that he's actually started to get a little bit better. Now, Adam Schefter obviously does a phenomenal job covering the NFL. There's nobody who knows this league better than he does. And he had an interesting tweet yesterday that triggered a thought and a conversation for us here. Uh, He tweeted at Adam Schefter, Aaron Rodgers' torn Achilles might be the most devastating injury to a team and a fan base in NFL history. There has never been a player who received more offseason hype, who raised another team's expectations more, who had his season end four plays in without completing a pass. So we want to open this up to you out there at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So we're saying non-life and death, non-like, you know, horrific. Like, oh, CC, I was about to say, I bought up Lynn Bias yesterday. Right, but I'm saying like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the most horrific thing that you could imagine, yeah, right? exactly. That he never even played a game, 86 no. draft, um, was going to join. Right after the Celtics won the right. NBA yeah. Finals. Right, right. Yeah. So that's... Like, when you out there, whatever your team is, think about the worst injury that devastated your team the most. Who are you thinking of? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Like, I'll think of one years ago. I think it was the 15-16 NBA season. Miami Heat just traded for Goran Dragic. This is right after LeBron leaves, all right? And they have Dwayne Wade. They have Luol Deng. They have a pretty good team. And Chris Bosh all of a sudden comes down with a blood clot. And cannot play basketball. And it's just done. And they built this team right there. And that was so devastating. And it ended his career. And this is one of the classiest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life. But that was an injury or an illness, or however you want to look at it, that just devastated, devastated that team. That's the one that comes to mind because they thought they were really close. And then the, the unfortunate situation with Bosch happened. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Smalls, where are you going in terms of that moment that devastated a team like Schefter brought up here? That I've experienced personally as a fan. It could be you as a fan or one you've observed or anything like that. Well, as a fan, I have to think about the St. Louis Rams and when they drafted Sam Bradford. Mm. And he was expected Mm. to be the Mm. chosen one, the guy to turn around the fortunes of the franchise. And obviously that ACL twice didn't do them any favors. But it's not as if that team was close to winning a championship. But their prospects of ever being able to change the tide out the window with that knee with Sam yeah. Bradford. And by the way, CC, I think that Schefter's right. I think this is one of the most devastating injuries in the history of sports. Yeah. Because I, of my, the uh, expectations. Here's the thing. Mine's is a player absence. It's not necessarily because of injury. I got to go back to 2006 with Michael Vick and the whole dog biting thing that landed yeah. him in jail. Yeah. yeah. Year before that, they were in the conference championship. The arrow was pointing up. And I don't know that there was ever one player that was more synonymous with a city and the culture yeah. than Michael Vick was mm-hmm. in the early 2000s in Atlanta. And I mean, this guy was on every single billboard and he was on every single commercial he, he had his own fit. signature shoe i was wearing the michael vick shoes trying to sack the guy and, that's and how cool it was that that shouldn't be the case but by the way people forget because i understand and i'm not trying to go down this route when people think of vick they think of what you just brought up in terms of the off the field stuff there was a game he wins on the road at lambo in the playoffs where there was a streak before that i don't know the exact numbers we're like nobody won on the road at lambo yeah. and michael vick goes in there and is like nah i got it from here yeah. i'm good yeah. I'm good. Like and and just that 
absence totally changed the trajectory of that franchise and obviously his life and his career. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Adam Schefter with a really good point of maybe this is the most devastating injury at a moment that a team has ever had, the most devastating absence that a team has ever had. Who could top it? Your team, your fan base, whatever it is, what's that injury that you relate to the most with Aaron Rodgers? Let's talk to Steve in Ohio listening on 1410. What's up, Steve? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, appreciate that. You guys are a great show. Um, Thank you. But thanks for taking my call. Um, so the injury itself wasn't really devastating, but I think it was devastating to the point. I don't know what would have happened. Um, I believe it was back in the oh, this, maybe the 16th season. No, maybe earlier than that. Anyway, it was the, when Dal- Andy Dalton broke his thumb against the Steelers. Um, I think Dalton was having a really good year. I, I believe there were some chatters about he was playing at that possible um, MVP level. I remember he had good numbers. The Bengals were, were on a roll. And it, it just seemed like after that, you know, then that was the year that the, the we had the, uh, the perfect and Antonio. I just feel like if he went, no, went I don't I don't know what the Bengals would have done because um, I feel like that, that was Dalton's year. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. And thanks for the phone call. He was replaced by AJ McCarron that year, um, I believe. In that in that moment, that was 2015. He broke his thumb. I got to be honest. I don't remember Andy Dalton being an MVP candidate. I guess that may be the case. There was it, some conversation there because I was in Baltimore in that division uh, in, during that season, and I just remember Andy Dalton throwing it up to AJ Green every single time, and AJ Green catching everything. <laughs> the numbers up until the point where he got injured. <laughs> We're, we're, we're on that MVP level, but he didn't finish the drill because he didn't finish the season. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Michael uh, in North Carolina listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Michael? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. So I'm a diehard Chicago sports fan, and I remember uh, the year after Derrick Rose won the MVP, Bulls were number one seed. They were heading towards a long playoff run, and that's the year where he – uh, had the ACL injury in the first round of the playoffs, mm. and the Bulls just crashed and burned after that, and he was never the same. So That's that a was, great as a Bulls the, the fan, Bulls that was were never the same. Hard. The That's Bulls right. haven't gotten Still off not. the mat since then. Still Absolutely. not. And now they're dealing with another one with Lonzo Ball and his health and whether or not he plays. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, Lonzo Ball compared to Derrick Rose, that ain't even No, close. but Lonzo's like, a good player. No, but... in terms of what Derrick Rose meant to that Absolutely. franchise, because he's from the city the of city, Chicago, yeah. number one overall pick. The fact that he was able to play at an MVP level, win the championship, have the franchise back on that upward trajectory. Like, it was going in the direction of the early 90s Bulls in terms of the excitement in the yeah. city around what they could be. Yeah, and that one was demoralizing. Yeah, that one hurt. That uh, one Derek hurt. Rose, by the way, congratulations to him. Just got married over the weekend. Who officiated yeah. his wedding? One of my favorite NBA players ever, Joe Kim Noah. Oh. Hey, it was yeah, literally yeah, the officiant yeah, of his yeah, wedding. Yeah, I, didn't I, get saw the, pictures. I, I saw pictures. I didn't get the invite, but nonetheless, okay. I don't know why I would. Uh, Charlie in Virginia <laughs> listening on 94.1. What's up, Charlie? Welcome to Unsportsmanlike. Hey, good morning. Morning. Yeah, I'm a huge Washington Commanders fan. I've been a Sorry. fan since 82, so the <laughs> Joe Theismann injury speaks for itself. And the sad part is that we had deja vu all over again with Alex Smith. We think we get a franchise quarterback, something tragic happens, and the next thing you know, we have to rebuild. Luckily, Gibbs ran an offense very similar to Shanahan's in the mentality that he could insert any quarterback, and we were still successful after the Theismann injury. But I'm not so sure that uh, Bell, uh, 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 Ron Rivera might be able to do the same. I hope he can with Sam Howell, but we'll see. I'll yeah, that's that's a good one, and thanks but, for the call. I mean, your team's overall 
success and how that injury impacts them moving forward matters, right? I mean, Joe Theismann got hurt. You're talking about them being in the conference championship the next year. Well, that's the thing. Washington, the history of Washington, and by the way, shout out to 94.1, our great station there in Virginia Beach. I went on with Scott Jackson the other day, so shout out to him. It's a fascinating thing that's never talked about with the NFL. Most of the time when you have a run of multiple Super Bowl wins, it's with the same quarterback and same coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Washington football team at that point won with Jay Schrader. They won with Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. Joe Theismann was the intended starter. Yep. This was Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon. This was not a run with like, oh, it's Brady and Belichick. Oh, it's Montana and, and Walsh. It's Andy Reid and Mahomes. Three different quarterbacks in that run, and none of them initially were the intended guy. You never see something like that. But that was more of a product of the time with football. That was more centric on the running game, the Hawks defense, the and all line. of that. Because, I mean, if you think about the New York Giants in 86 and 90, it wasn't really about the quarterback. Remember, Phil Simms got hurt in 90. Jeff Hostetler stepped in, yeah. and they still won a championship. So I think it was It's just, impossible to imagine that today, right? No, it couldn't happen just because right. everything is geared around the passing game with the quarterback. It wasn't like that in the 80s and 90s. 100%. Uh, David in North Carolina listening on 107.5. What's up, David? Hey, I just wanted to weigh in on the injury thing. I think that the, the biggest one for me in my lifetime was Jay Williams when he came out of Duke. Uh, he had a phenomenal rookie season and a uh, former National Player of the Year. And I'm a Tar Heel fan. He burned us up <laughs> back then. So Jay, I, I, Jay, I was, him, Jay was one of the great college players you'll ever see. And shout out to Jay, by the way, who held these seats before we did and, and has been amazing to all of us and is back with ESPN. And he's going to do all kinds of amazing things, college basketball, business, everything. Jay was fun, not good. Jay was great. Great. Yeah. Great player. All-time great yes. college basketball Absolutely. player. Combo guard. Jay, I've never talked to Jay about this, but I wonder how Jay feels about it, if he could play today versus then. Because he was a combo guard that could play a little one, play a little two, could kind of do a little bit of everything, could score, could distribute. Yeah, Jay's, Jay was a great one. That injury, obviously, again, by the, you know what you realize? The Bulls have had a lot of these. A yeah. lot of bad luck. A lot, a lot of, bad of these. Luck, yeah. Man, oh, man. That's Hard to a feel lot. sorry for him, though. They got six championships with this guy named Jordan, so. Yeah, who? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. amazing that yeah. people would say anybody's even on his level. Don't even get me started. I'll lose <laughs> it here at this point. Coming up, one person on this show thinks one division may already be over in the NFL, and it's not the division you think. We'll get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Switcher aims on the I-95. You're alone on this one. The devil is a lie? Rick Ross? So, fun fact, when I bought my Bentley, this was the song that I played when I pulled off the lot. The first song. The first song I played. The Devil is Alive. The Devil is Alive. The Devil is Alive. The Devil is Alive. I'm going to play that when I uh, oh take the gosh. train home later. So, it was so inspiring. It was my retirement gift to myself. Amazing. And I bought it a year before I knew I was going to step away. Treat yourself. Oh, that was great. It was great. It was awesome. Fun fact, awesome. when I got my Chevy. I drove a Montero Sport. <laughs> For the entirety of my rookie year in the NFL. Wait, Montero Sport. Yeah, I don't know that the car that my parents gave me my second year in college. Yep. I drove that car my entire rookie year in the NFL. My oh, teammates like nice my, my teammates said I look well, it's a nice car, but for a guy that's six eight, three hundred and twenty <laughs> ten pounds, they said I look like Fred Flintstone oh, with that little car where he's got to put his foot out there to pedal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they said Puffing I look like. To work. Pull no, pull it up, pull it up that's to the stadium. I mean. like, I'm, pull, I'm pulling up to the stadium and fans are looking at me like, This dude is driving a Montero Aren't you in the NFL? And then right behind me is is Greg Ellis driving a Rolls Royce Phantom. I'm just saying. Does everyone have a nice car? Does everyone have a nice car? Like in the, on the team? Uh, most guys have nice cars. I don't think anybody's – guys are much more aware of financial literacy now. Like mm. it's just – it's amazing. So you'll have nice cars, but not to the degree that you had in the, the late 90s and early 2000s. I remember Larry Allen. I don't, still don't know how he did this. He drove a Ferrari Spider. I wow. still don't know how small a, you're saying. A, yeah, he's 350. No, I know pounds. he's big. I'm saying that car is very small. Yeah, it's yeah. a Ferrari. When have you ever seen a big Ferrari? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm said, asking the said question. No one ever, yeah. when referring to a Ferrari, and yet a 6'5, 350 pound offensive lineman is getting into it. So, who had the best car? Who had, when you pulled on the lot, you knew that, okay, he's. Oh, it's Greg Ellis. Greg Ellis, that was big break. Greg Ellis was getting a lot of money for pass rushing. <laughs> Greg Ellis drove a white-on-white Rolls-Royce Phantom, and I just kept remember. I remember looking at it and saying, one day. <laughs> one day that could be me. On your vision board? <laughs> one, exactly. If I ever made one, yeah. it was on my vision <laughs> board. Put a picture of it in my locker. DuPont Registry, I'm going to get me a Phantom one day. Yes. Perfect. Flip it. Who is the guy that you guys are all like, why is he driving that car? Oh, T.O., T.O. drove a Mini Cooper. No. Believe it or not. Stop yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Did he, he have drove, a deal with Mini Cooper? I, I, he must have because he had several of them. He would drive a Mini Cooper. I was like, what? It's a great he, car, why but are you driving a Mini Cooper? doesn't feel on brand for him. It doesn't, but that's what he did. He <laughs> drove a Mini Cooper, and he had like two or three of them. When you think of Mini Cooper, the one th- you know what I think of immediately? Italian job. You saw the movie with Mark Yes, yeah, exactly. Course, exactly. Course. My mind goes immediately yeah. to yeah, the Italian job. Scarf. Yeah, except yeah. there was no gold in the back for T.O. No. Well, there may have been. There may have been. Who knows? But, wow, so T.O. Mini Cooper guy yeah. Greg Ellis best car and then quarterback do they get their own spots how does that work well quarterbacks usually have a deal with the local car dealership mm-hmm. so they're going to get a nice car it's not no, I mean be... in the parking lot I'm saying do they like have special parking no that's reserved for Russell Wilson no our quarterbacks didn't well, have that quarterback. Drew Bledsoe Tony Romo they didn't have that luxury. men of the people no exactly mm. All right, I said that one person you on this. You, show. you seem disappointed. Well, I are mean, you are you a former quarterback? I, you feel away I about a, that? I had a spot. You had a parking spot. I had a spot. Yeah, Did exactly. it get taken away after every interception? It, it got taken away after the Nyack game. Again, yeah. tough very, place to play. Very tough place. To tough play. place. To play. That's why we got to do that. <laughs> you know what? You know what happened. And this is a true story. In between my junior and senior year, we had a coaching change. There was a time where we did not have a coach, so I parked in the coach's lot 
thinking that I was now going to be the coach of the team as a junior going into my senior year in high school. And I'd park right in this lot, and I'd be like, don't worry about it. I'm good. And I'd meet with the AD. No joke. I was like the appointed coach as a high school kid. Wow. And you wonder why we didn't win a, a game. Yeah. Or maybe you don't wonder why I, we didn't I win a game. No, I know. If you're the starting quarterback, there, there's no mystery as to why you When are we going to put up my high school football picture on the TV side? I've given it to these guys. I mean, you want a target practice, I'll give you that. That's Man, for sure. Um, I said love that, to see you across from us playing in high school. <laughs> oh, you couldn't me. You know, okay, I'll give you one quick Stat story. game. <laughs> he might not be here I today. Been like, I would have been like the Bills defense when they saw Zach Wilson coming to game. <laughs> Do you remember Jimmy Kennedy, defensive lineman who played at Penn State, yeah, drafted in the first Jimmy round? Jimmy was my teammate when we won the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay. So I played against him in high school. Mm-hmm. He sacked me, a shocking development, Yeah, and he wouldn't get off of me. So I pushed him off, and he looks at me, and he says, if you ever bleep and do that again, I'll, ble- I'll break your bleeping leg. And I it like, sounds like Jimmy. Okay, I'm sorry, Mr. Kennedy. I'll do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> that sounds I, like, like ran Jimmy. Ba- I ran home that after that. That sounds like <laughs> I Jimmy. I ran home yeah. after that. All right, I said one person on this show thinks that one division potentially could be over, and it's not the division you think. So it's not CC saying, okay, I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. You think that a team in the AFC East could run away with the division? It's the Miami Dolphins. How, how could it not be? I mean, the biggest question is Tua, and that's why everybody was hedging against their prospects of winning the division and going on a deep playoff run because we didn't know whether or not he could stay healthy. And while we still have those questions, I think the more pressing issues with the other team supersede any doubts that we had about the Miami Dolphins coming into this year. Josh Allen with the turnovers with the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Rodgers being out for the season. I mean, Mac Jones, we'll see what ends up happening, his growth and development overall, but that was a team in New England that everybody pegged to come in last in the division. Right now, Miami, based on what we've seen from them on the offensive end, the weapons that they have around Tua, and Vic Fangio being their defensive coordinator, seeing the development of Jalen Phillips to go along with Christian Wilkins, Javon Holland, who should be a household name, safety for the Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard, Jerome Baker, their inside linebacker. They have all of the pieces that you would expect for a championship contender. And this is a team that's not done adding to this roster. They're going to get Jalen Ramsey back yeah. at some point this season. And I got to believe that there's still interest in making a move at the running back spot before the trade deadline. Remember, this was a team that had an offer out there for the Indianapolis Colts' Jonathan Taylor back when the Colts allowed Taylor to seek a trade. I don't know that they're done barking up that tree. And you've mentioned it before, Evan, but the Saquon Barkley of it all, if the New York Giants fall out of contention, he's on an expiring contract. Maybe the Dolphins reach out to the Giants to try to get Saquon Barkley. Either way, this is going to be a really, really good team, and this is the squad that should scare every other team in the AFC. The questions about the Dolphins were about Tua and his health, and I feel like that's That's why a lot of people were a little gun-shy on picking them to win the division because you just didn't know if Tua would be able to last the entire season. We saw last year what this Dolphins team looked like when Tua was removed from the equation, but you know how accurate he is. You know the production that he was going to give you when he's healthy. Sunday, 466 yards, which was the fourth most at a season opener in NFL history, and that Tua-Tyreek connection... Mm. There are few quarterback-receiver duos that you would take over Tua and Tyreek in the NFL right now. They're absolutely no, no. dangerous. I mean, Tyreek Hill talked about wanting to go over 2,000 yards. He's off to a hell of a start. He certainly I is. I mean, at this pace, he's going to do that in the first 10 games. But, I mean, that's how explosive they are. And no doubt defenses will try to find answers – but there are no good answers when two is on the field because of his anticipation, the way that he's seeing the field, reading out the progression, but also his accuracy. This was a guy that was compared to Drew Brees coming out of college because of how accurate he was as a quarterback, which is why it's tough to play zone against the Miami Dolphins offense. 
but you also can't play man because they have two of the fastest yeah, receivers, fast. if not the fastest receivers in the NFL, in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So what do you do? Again, there are no good answers. Now, what teams will try to do is come after the head of the snake and yeah. put pressure on Tua. But again, with a quarterback that's seeing it as good as anybody, when you blitz him, he's going to get the ball out of his hands and to his playmakers. And another thing that we have to do is give credit to offensive coordinator slash head coach Mike McDaniel because he's done a great job at being able to design this offense around the strengths of Tua. Tua is not necessarily the strongest arm quarterback, and Mike McDaniels has created concepts within their passing game to take advantage of the spaces where Tua can be most effective, that being in the middle of the field. So uh, 282 of his 466 yards on Sunday – came between the numbers, the easiest throws for the quarterback. But being able to manipulate the opposing defense with your formations and route combinations to create those voids for those receivers to hook up with Tua, to me, that's the biggest thing. And that's why the Dolphins are a scary team this year. Uh, The last time, per our great TV producer Jerry, that the Dolphins have been a favorite to win the AFC East at any point during any season was 2008 when they actually did it. Uh, Number one song that year per billboard, Flow Rider T-Pain. Low. Low, low. Everybody get a low, 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 low. Coming up, who is the most overrated QB in the NFL? We'll find out next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your telephone number to be a part of the show. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hear us on Sirius XM Channel 80 and all across the country and all of our great ESPN stations and watch us on ESPNU and the ESPN app. So yesterday, and if you missed any of the show, you can go on that ESPN app and listen back to our podcast. I made it clear that I think that Josh Allen is simultaneously a great quarterback and overrated at the same time. And I think both are fair to be said. So let's play this out for a second. If Josh Allen is not the most overrated quarterback in the league, who is? Who's the most overrated quarterback right now in the NFL? Man. Or are you going to say it's so obvious and so clear that it is Josh Allen because the way in which he's anointed as an equal to that of Patrick Mahomes that and Joe Burrow, that he has to be considered that? So I don't like the word <sighs> overrated for this player, yeah. but I'm going to put him in the bucket of I need to see more, and that's Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. 
He's got so many great qualities for a quarterback. The the size, the arm strength, he's got the vision, he's hair. tough, he's got the mobility, the hair. He he got paid like a guy who is supposed to win a Super Bowl, but he blew that 27-point lead in the playoffs. That I, nobody talks about. Thank I you, need Smalls, to I, because everyone wants to put it on Brandon Staley and I understand why. I don't think J- Justin Herbert is overrated, but I certainly need to see more from him. Yeah, I would have said Dak Prescott coming into this year just because of what we've seen from Dak Prescott over the last three years, even though you had back-to-back 12-win seasons, the way that the team lost in the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers, both in the wild card round in Dallas two years ago and then last year out in San Francisco in the divisional round, extremely underwhelming. And this is a guy that has been paid top quarterback money and you haven't gotten top quarterback results. Again, at some point, we keep waiting on Dak Prescott to go on a deep playoff run. You can make the argument that no quarterback has done less with more than Dak Prescott. We can say what we want about Josh Allen being overrated, but at least Josh Allen has been to a conference championship game. That's right. Dak Prescott ain't got that on his resume. Josh Allen has doubled up on playoff wins in comparison to Dak Prescott. So if we want to talk about overrated, maybe that comes along with being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But that's the direction that I would lean. Yeah, and that's fair. That, I could, but again, I could say the same thing about Dak as I could say about Josh Allen. I think he's good. Josh Allen's really good. I get it. And I also could say he's overrated. I don't believe that about Dak, but I'm fine if you say that about Dak. Like, overrated doesn't mean bad. It just means not as good as the masses seem to think or not as good as the attention has been warranted to give the person. Josh Allen is not this all-time great quarterback. He's just not. No, I agree with you, but, but, but Josh Allen hasn't been covered as extensively as Dak Prescott has over the last four or five years. He just hasn't. Nobody has said – like, I get that Josh Allen is on the cover of Madden this year, and I understand that everybody was projecting him to be a Super Bowl contender – but, I mean, before the saga with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay having that divorce, every morning on Get Up, what was leading the show? It was Dak Prescott. But is that He's a casualty the of the star on his helmet? I mean, and, and that's a part of it. But, again, the coverage around Dak Prescott in, 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 in comparison to what he's done mm-hmm. as a football player, I, I just feel like it's, it's unwarranted in the sense that we put him in a light that he just doesn't belong. When we start talking about the most notable quarterbacks, when we start talking about the quarterbacks that are faces of the franchise, faces of the NFL, Dak Prescott is in that category, but he doesn't belong in the conversation with guys like Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. He just doesn't. Well, that that I agree with for sure. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Two things for you guys out there to weigh in on. Number one, the injury or absence that affected your team the most, any sport, any time, that impacted your team the most. Because Adam Schefter had an interesting tweet yesterday throwing out there, this may, may be, with Rodgers, the most impactful injury we've seen maybe ever in the NFL relative to the height, the expectations, etc., as well as now the most overrated quarterback in the National Football League. Let's talk with Jeff in Ohio, on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, listening on 1530 in Ohio, where I went on yesterday with Mo Egger. What's up, Jeff? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Honestly, it's not even close. It's my beloved Bengals. Um, back in the day, late 80s, Bengals are in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Their best player, Tim Crumry, all pro, snaps his leg in half in the beginning of the first quarter, I think. It was a pretty gross injury that everybody saw and they lose the Super Bowl. And then and uh, about 10 years. Do what? No, go ahead. You went to Wisconsin, so I was happy about that. No, no. It's like 10 years later, the Bengals are the first or the top-seeded team in the AFC playing the Steelers in the playoffs. 
And on one play, Carson Palmer gets his knee blown out, and Chris Henry gets his knee blown out on yeah. the same play. Kimo von Ohoffen, if I'm not mistaken, yep. thanks for the call the one, on, yeah. on uh, Carson Palmer. And during that time, if you remember, there was about a 10-year stretch in the NFL where it's obviously Brady and Manning every year. And, and then the, so the quarterback opening that people were trying to fight for was the third best quarterback in the league, <laughs> right? There was never a point where you could find your way into one or two. And there was a time where Carson Palmer was hovering around that number three, and Kimo Von Ohoffen of the Steelers in that postseason game knocked him out. Boy, we, Bengals and Bulls have been the two teams yeah, that have been off. most people bringing up of that that season changing, career changing type injuries that Schefter brought up there with Rodgers. Edward in North Carolina, listening on seven thirty a.m. in North Carolina. What's up, Edward? Yeah, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, actually, the um, the most devastating injury in sports history for all the league and even the country is Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that, hurt. that hurt. <laughs> that, that, that hurt. That's a really good Thanks one. That and that's not just one sports. That's two sports. Absolutely. <laughs> Bo Jackson absolutely. was absolutely amazing. It is remarkable how good he was at both. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite 30 for 30s ever. Really? Bo- oh, it was so good. My my favorite 30 for 30 was the one on the, the day now. It was June 13, 14, 15, whatever it was. The, the day, the OJ chase, the Knicks Rockets, the Rangers parade, it was Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Sr., excuse me, playing together in the same outfield. It was Arnold Palmer at a major, and it was, all, it was the most brilliant 30 for 30. And they walk you through that entire day, which is available, by the way, all of them on ESPN+. Plus. You can get all of the 30 for 30s on ESPN+. Plus. The entire category and library is there. But they walked you through that entire day, one of the craziest days in sports history, yep. without a narrator. So it wasn't like, oh, Chris Candy doing the voiceover. It was all the news reports connecting it. It was so brilliant. I mean, there's so many great 30 for 30s, but I love, I, I love the one that I don't know the name of. The name of it is the date. <laughs> the something, date. Yeah, exactly. June something yeah. 1994, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, we're all probably watching that Knicks and Rockets game in and the they, finals. And they cut, to and they the cut out chase. to the OJ yeah. chase. Wow. I mean, just, just an absolute crazy one. Michael in South Carolina listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Michael? Hey, have we forgot about the Madden curse? We talk about Josh Allen and his performance in the put in the game. Yeah. He's on Madden. Anybody on the Madden cover has failed. Pat, has Mahom- Pat Mahomes was on Madden did. last year. <laughs> and he won, then he, he did hurt in the player in the um He won, he won, the, he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl, but he still was hurt though. He won MVP of the league. So you'd rather be healthy, 100% healthy, not win the Super Bowl, versus like 60% healthy and win the Super Bowl? Really? <laughs> I think it worked out for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah I think I mean, it's okay. Ma- ma- like, at, we, at that point, we have to put the bed the Madden curse, right? Wow. I would think so. Yeah. Speaking- I get what he's saying, that there was an injury of some sort, yeah. but it worked out okay. It worked out all right. So how exactly did Josh Allen, who we're talking about most overrated, right, cost a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin a lot of money? We'll get to that next it's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Alcohol. Those Packers fans that went to that bar, they are so salty at Josh Allen. Absolutely. Josh Allen, Josh Allen made them pay those beer tabs. They went from hating Aaron Rodgers to hating Man, Josh Allen I'm more. I'm you. Wow. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, ESPN app, Sirius XM, uh, Channel 80. And all throughout the state of Wisconsin as well, since we're talking about them. Shout out yeah. to ESPN Madison, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN yes. Beaver Dam, all of our great stations I, there. I wonder how they feel about Aaron Rodgers now, having him go through this. Like, I know they were hate-watching Aaron Rodgers because of how he left, but are they celebrating the fact that he went out like that? Or, so, good or do they feel bad for him because he is an all-time great? All right, so before we get to the bar story, which is fascinating, let me yeah. answer that question. So I was listening yesterday, our new uh, station there, or our station ESPN Milwaukee, a new show in the afternoon, Kyle Wallace, Ben Brust, Brad Nortman, and they had Mark Tauscher on, who's on Wildey and Tausch as well, on uh, our station there in Madison and Milwaukee. And they, the four of them, and Tausch played for the Packers, the four of them were ripping fans any fan who even thought to celebrate or be happy or think this is worth it, like, oh, well, now I'm more pissed that we don't get a first-round pick versus, like, they were all sitting there saying, this is a guy that was there for 15 years, 18 years, whatever it was, regardless of how he left. The focal point today is this dude got hurt. He's out for the season. You cannot say, see, we did it, we're right. Like, they were scolding the fans in Wisconsin. So they cannot, you cannot right. be happy for an injury. Yeah, but, but that's what, the right mentality. I'm just curious, though, if that's how Packers fans felt. No, yeah. that's what point. I'm saying. CeCe's point. They didn't feel that. The Packers fans felt the other way, like, oh, now we don't get the first rounder. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm not surprised that Packers fans would focus on that part. Yeah, I mean, why would fanatical. You, why would you, they don't humanize athletes to start with, right? I, I mean, it's just, these are the guys that are on their teams or they're playing against their teams, and they're always going to root for what's in the best interest of their team. Well, and what would have been in the best interest of Packers fans is that Aaron Rodgers played 65% of the snaps, so they get a first-round pick from the Jets in 2024 to go along with the quarterback that they're building around in Jordan Love. So I, I don't begrudge the fans because of you know taking that stance or they're having that mentality because I don't expect fans to be any different. Now, as a former player, it feels bad. Yes. It doesn't feel great that fans don't think about how arduous the rehab process is going to be for Aaron Rodgers, how deflating it is for him to invest what he's invested in his team, both from a financial standpoint, giving back $35 million, but then also his time and his offseason and then having it end after four snaps. Like, that's the part where – Folks aren't going to pay a lot of attention to. It's out of sight, out of mind for most people when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. But he's the one that still has to go through the next year of his life dealing with what happened on Monday night. Absolutely. 
and I don't want to minimize the injury at all, but I just from my own perspective, guys, it's really fun to hate watch something, especially in <laughs> yes. the NFL. Oh, yeah. And that was taken away from them. Where do you sign them. up? That was taken away from them, right? Yeah. Like, they... They, of course, want to cheer on the Packers, but they also simultaneously wanted to hate watch Aaron Rodgers. And now they have to feel bad or guilty that he got hurt. Right. Yes. Yeah. Excellent and, point. So the, the Wisconsin and Packers fans had two teams this year. Normally you have one. It's just the Packers. You had the Packers and whoever was playing the Jets. Right. Yeah. Now the Jets become irrelevant to right. them because Rodgers is not – they're not going to root against Zach Wilson. That becomes irrelevant no. It's to not them. fun for them. No, but on, on Monday night, they are rooting against the Jets. They go to this bar in Milwaukee, and they th- and the, the whole promotion is if Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers loses, you get free drinks. Right. Rodgers goes down. These people are all running up the tab, running up the tab, saying this is easy. The, the Bills were up 10 points. We're going to have free drinks all night long. And Jerry's put it up on the TV side on ESPNU. You could see the bar is packed there, and they think they're getting all these free drinks. And then the Bills blow it. The Jets win on a punt return touchdown, and all these people got to pay the money as a result of this. Okay, so those Packers fans are going to hate watch the Bills for the rest of the season. Yes, right? that's right. Now they, they, want the, they have they the second team they back. They want the Bills to go down in flames right. after Josh Allen has four turnovers, three in the second half. And I still, for the life of me, don't understand why Josh Allen didn't get the memo. The Jets' offense was absolutely awful outside of Brees Hall in the first half. All you had to do is not make a mistake. Don't turn the ball over. Run the football. Even if that means you have on dropbacks, take off and scramble. Do that as opposed to throwing two interceptions and then fumbling a shotgun snap that hits you dead in your hands. I've never seen – in recent memory, I can't remember a meltdown from a quarterback in the second half of a game quite like what we saw on Monday night with Josh Allen. All right, Smalls, you are someone that um, has a book club. You're also someone that hangs out with celebrities all the time. You're also someone that's out and about in New York City. Try to be. You go to a bar. Yes. And they say you can get free drinks. If it's free, it's me. Okay, what are you ordering? What are you getting? How how are you handling that situation? You're in that bar, let's say, in Milwaukee on Monday night. How are you handling the situation? Oh, I'm – and I know it's going to be free with a caveat. We're yeah, going so top may, shelf yeah, margarita. Yeah. What's the best tequila you have? Top shelf. Throw a little Grand Marnier in there. Make it nice because I'm not picking up the tab. You're definitely going top See, shelf. I don't know if that game plan is a winning one because you're, you're talking about drinking tequila for over four hours. I think it's a like, great plan. Like you have plan. to be there from start to finish, and that was an overtime game. So oh, is that part of the, that yeah, was a part of that's a part of the promotion. You have to be you have there to be there the whole time. Like, taking before attendance. Kickoff. Yeah. So I mean, but drinking tequila for four hours. Hold on. That's not going to end well. No, let so me tell I, you about the strategy. Yeah, if I'm, try, if no, I'm no, trying no. to run it up. Then I'm probably gonna go with some kind of craft beer, some no, pace yourself, no, and then no, I no. can pace myself Listen, out a little amateur. bit. Amateur, I'm not amateur. Okay, but I'm gonna pace you know how full you're gonna be at the end of that? That's okay though. No, That's I'm also right. eating the nachos. I'm working in the wings. Well, listen, like, I, like you, I couldn't personally do that. You're, like you said, play full. for the tie. I'm gonna make sure that I work out so I can have the opportunity to consume all those calories with to, all the craft beers that I'm down in smalls. But Cece, if you have to stay till the end of the game, you're gonna be uncomfortable if you're drinking that much beer. If you're working in the tequila, well, clearly you weren't around me in college at UVA. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, Party boy. clearly, exactly. I used to dribble down in VA. I guess is what he's so, are you looking at this? See, I, I don't think Smalls, you understand how much like people like Cece and I eat. We're used to being full. Yeah. Like most car rides home 
our pants are unbuttoned anyway because we're like, oh my god, the amount we just ate. I don't have to unbutton my pants because I have the stretch jeans. You wearing the so joggers? I'm good. Are you I'm wearing already, stretch I'm jeans? Already, I, oh, I'm, I'm already, joggers every day. Listen, now. I already Forget got, it. I already got it built in, man. <laughs> <laughs> these might as well be yoga pants. I got a lot of stretch in these bad boys. <laughs> I would believe that. We should have you wear yoga pants one day. That would be interesting. No, small. That, listen, that I kind of have them. That is off brand for me, so I can't do it that. It is off brand for unless you, which is Lululemon why we wants it. to give me a sponsorship. Then, then by all means, Lululemon. If y'all are listening, hey, you want to throw me some stretch pants? Oh, we're cool. just going to name names. Viore, where you at? Hey, where you at, go. Viore? If you, Go ahead, Smalls. If we want to do that, if we I mean, want to play that game. That. But I'm just saying, here's the thing, Smalls. I'm not going to run out of room with drinking beer. I'm 350 pounds. That's fair. Exactly. I am a smaller person. You don't feel 350. You feel big, but you don't feel – like 350 seems like an enormous number, and you don't feel that much. That's well, right. It's because I'm 6'8". Carries it well. I got a, I got a lot of room. You don't room. feel 6'8 either. I don't, either. I don't know. I mean, I just, I guess us players, we just feel, see so much. I don't, I don't feel so Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. That's that part. I can't say I'm a player. Who's more of a player, me that played quarterback in high school or a punter or a kicker in the NFL? I would say you that played quarterback. Oh, yes! I'm a player! Listen, we just had Thomas Morstead on the show, current Jets punter, and he told us he didn't go in the locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm. Is there any more illustration that you would need that kickers aren't football players? He wasn't in halftime to listen to the coach. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.